we're back here in the courtroom of current events with another episode of Peter's Proffer. Today we're going to talk about a number of rule changes in Florida for all the drivers in Florida to be aware of and uh, what's changed and what you can look forward to in the future. So thanks for listening in with us. If you ever have any questions or comments or topics you want us to talk about, you can hit us up on any social media sites at Tragos Law, or you can email me at petertragos at greeklaw.com. And we're in today with Peter Sardis and myself, we're going to be talking about a bunch of different traffic rules, things that are happening on the roads that you need to be aware of. Uh, Pete and I's background with this is we were both members of the Traffic Court Rules Committee for the Florida Bar. All the traffic court rules um, go through that committee. They comment on them and, and try to figure out what the best way is to implement them and the best ways to uh, attack them sometimes and sometimes the best way uh, to use them in different cases. So. Uh, Pete was actually the the chair of that committee back in the day. I think his claim to fame is that he was the youngest chair in the Florida Bar at the time. In the history of mankind. In the, in the history of mankind, exactly, which is really prestigious. Um, and then I was the vice chair last year. So we've been in the trenches with this stuff, so we wanted to bring up some of the things that were changing. And funny enough, we're actually going to start with the first one is something that's not actually changing as much as we thought it may, and that's going to be with texting and driving. Um, a lot of... At least I've seen it. Some of you may have seen it on Facebook or on other social media outlets. There has been this post that says, starting July 28th, 2018, there's this new law about now you the police can pull you over if you've got your phone in your hand. Meaning if they see it in the window as you drive by, they see your phone in your hand, they can pull you over. A lot of people have been posting that on Facebook. Totally false. Correct. That is a bill that was trying to get moved up through the legislature, but it stalled out and actually uh, failed to pass. And there are a lot of problems with the rule, but first we're going to talk about what the current texting and driving rule is, and then we'll talk about what they tried to change. So what is it currently as it stands today? The law as it sits today is that you cannot be pulled over for texting and driving. It is a secondary offense. In other words, if you're pulled over for speeding or you're pulled over because you didn't use your blinker or you're you know, weaving in and out of lanes, and the police officer identifies that you are texting and driving, then they can give you a second ticket. Um, And according to Florida Highway Patrol, more than 1,400 citations uh, were given out in 2016 for texting while driving. And that's, again, when you're pulling somebody over for doing something else and they see that you are texting and driving. Right. The hard part about this is uh, a lot of people think that their excuse is going to be when it happens to them. Oh, officer, I wasn't texting. What I was really doing was I was changing the uh, song on my, my iPod. Or That's something right. like that. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't work. If if your cell phone's in your hand when they're pulling you over, you're going to eat that additional $166 or whatever the fine is. Right. So, okay, so that's what the bill was. What the law was going to be changed to, Pete already kind of uh, talked about, is if they even see it in your hand, they can now pull you over for that. But there was a lot of issues and problems with that type of a law being in place. And the number one reason really has to do with what a lot of people already have issues with law enforcement officers today is they're letting their bias or their own personal views or their own personal vendettas get in the way of doing proper police work. And they were worried that this would just add to more racial profiling um, or socioeconomic profiling or the opposite. You know, maybe somebody's driving a red Lamborghini and they want to pull them over and try to, you know, hit them up for a ticket because they're mad or jealous or whatever. Um, and a lot of that came up on the discussion in the floor when this bill went forward that the police officers could actually use this as a form of some kind of, 
you know, wrongful punishment for these people just because they wanted to give somebody a ticket that day and they see a cell phone in there. Yeah, and it's completely subjective. I mean, so now how do you even prove that there was probable cause to pull somebody over? The answer is always going to be from the police officer. Well, he had a cell phone in his hand. Okay, well, how, how do you ever challenge that? And really the main concern, which, you know, we've already talked about and we've done an entire podcast about it, is the racial inequality with this stuff and the racial profiling that can come from this. Um, We did a podcast on the facts in the uh, American judicial system and the differences between the races and the reasoning for that people can debate about, but the facts are the facts and there is racial inequality when it comes to the criminal justice system. And the ACLU talked about a 2014 study where they found that African-American drivers were twice as likely to be stopped for violating the seatbelt laws in Florida than white drivers. So, I mean, that's a big difference. And a lot of people can confuse this texting law with the seatbelt law because the seatbelt law used to be a secondary ticket. You used to not be able to get pulled over for not wearing your seatbelt. Then that changed, and now you were able to get pulled over for just not wearing your seatbelt. And there's already some racial inequality in that. So this would just take it a step further in that if you have your cell phone in your hand, now you can also get pulled over for that. Well, there's going to be more and more issues that deal with some racial profiling or problems that are, just like you said, subjective. Because you cannot argue with a cop if they say you weren't wearing your seatbelt because it's your word against the law enforcement officer's word. It's the same thing with a with a cell phone in your hand. No, it wasn't in my hand. It was in my lap or it was on my dashboard or whatever. And if they say it was in your hand, then you're getting that ticket. And unless you can prove they were wrong somehow. Right, because the truth of the matter is the law enforcement is definitely going to use it as a vector to get inside of your car. And that's always the, what we call the pretext stop. I stopped you because you had your cell phone in your hand. Now I smell marijuana. There's a gun in the glove box and there's a dead body in your trunk. Okay, so let's talk about that because... They're talking about, throughout the legislative process, uh, adapting the bill to say that if law enforcement officers want to search your phone to check if you were texting on the road, they first have to tell the driver that they have the right to decline the search. And from there, if the driver declines, the police officer would need a warrant and probable cause if they want to search through the phone. So one of the problems is... The cops are saying, well, now let me search through your phone, see if there's anything illegal on there, seeing if you were texting, seeing if you were calling somebody, playing with your music, whatever. But now they're actually trying to add language into that call, just like they have that, you know, you have to read the Miranda card when you're arresting somebody. They're going to have something that law enforcement officers have to say to somebody before they can actually search throughout your phone. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's a slippery slope, especially in the today's world where your cell phone is. I'll make a joke for all the, the Trekkies out there. It's a tricorder. It's your phone, your email, all of your, uh, you know, your social contacts, your your internet history, everything your private is on there. text messages, everything is on there. Yeah, everything is on there, and they can pretty much get Apple Pay. You got your credit card information, your social security information. Everything can be on your phone, and now you have somebody going through it without your permission, or. That's what some people were arguing could happen. And then there's another thing where they're saying, so then if they find something to arrest you there, then they can search your whole car. And the law enforcement officer can just use this cell phone in your hand to basically search you up and down to see if there's a reason that they can arrest you. And that's something that they really don't want to happen and are really trying to protect against because you think at the beginning of this conversation, we all would vote, yes, let's stop texting and driving. It's really not safe. We do car accident cases. It is the leading cause in car accidents these days, people looking at their you phone. You are more distracted texting than you are drunk almost. So, so I mean, we all want that to go away, but we have to be careful in the way that we do it. And it's good to see that our legislators and our state representatives and our state lawyers are looking out for this stuff so that 
It's not just, yep, let's get rid of texting and driving with this rule when it's going to create 15 other problems just because it's solving this one. So there is a better way to do it and they're still working on it. But for right now, it is, you cannot be pulled over just because you are texting and driving. You'll probably see it come to fruition probably in the next legislative session. They'll clean it up and they'll actually get some of the, uh, what I call the, the details worked out. But make sure you know, I mean, just like you can refuse the law enforcement officer to search your car if he doesn't have probable cause, know that you have rights in these situations. You don't have to give them your phone. You can just say, thank you very much for the $160 ticket or whatever it is. I'm going to pay that ticket and move on because, you know, don't fight with law enforcement officers. That's stupid. So many people these days also have these GoPros or cameras attached to their dashboard. That's creating all sorts of problems because it's becoming evidence in cases and your people are destroying it and committing crimes with it because they're obstructing justice. And it's just become a crazy society with all of this data and people trying to protect themselves, but really they're trying to buck a system that's just going to end up creating more problems for them. So you don't have to let law enforcement officer ever search your phone unless they have probable cause, which they'll have a warrant. So you won't really have a choice at that point. But anytime you do have a choice, you should say no. Okay, let's move on to uh, section number two. And uh, this is going to be good because uh, this is about lowering the boom. Pinellas County deputies take aim at loud car stereos. So we're in Pinellas County, so this touches close to home, but it's kind of a Florida initiative to really crack down on the noise violations, especially in their cars. All right, let me first state that I'm an expert in this topic. All right, and I'll explain this a little bit. It's going to be a little longer than you probably want to hear, but it'll be funny at the end. All right, picture this. It's the early 90s, and you're growing up in a Midwest town about 45 minutes south of Detroit. What is the only uh, thing that sets you apart as being cool? It's how big the speakers are in your pickup truck. And I actually uh, have a nickname from back in high school, so if all my high school friends are listening, they used to call me Thumper. And the reason they used to call me Thumper is because I had a truck with a thousand watts of power blowing through four 15-inch subwoofers. You could hear me, you could feel my truck coming down the street from like three miles away. So, and any of you, if any of you guys are not Pete's high school friends and you know Pete as the uh, five foot eight, glasses wearing finance guy who uh, is a lawyer today with the finance background, that's pretty funny to think about him as his nickname being Thumper. But um, so we're talking about car stereos and I actually, I've got a buddy who ha- owns a stereo company. He's very successful, really great company. And that's what they do too. I mean, they're still blowing stuff out for people left and right, putting it in, you know, Escalades and Supras and everything big or small, fast or slow truck or car. That's still getting done today. It seems like it was much more prevalent back in the nineties. Oh, absolutely. All we did was listen to bass. I was just going to ask a question. Is this an issue anymore? Does anybody still roll listening to their bass? You know, just I mean, jacked I, up. I guess it obviously is because you know Sheriff Gualtier. He's really trying to crack down. He's trying to entice people to rat on other people with their license plate number to show that they were playing loud music and it's a problem. And I think it's like a $30 fine or something if you really get fined for it. And they talk about how back in the day it used to be a badge of honor to say, oh, I got three $35 tickets in one week. Listen to how loud my stereo speakers are or whatever. And I I do think it's funny, but this is – it's becoming an issue in Florida, I guess, for some people because they're really trying to crack down on it. You know what it comes down to? It's another pretext for a stop is really what it comes down to. That's probably not unreasonable either, but – Uh, What I think is really funny is in the statute, it actually says that the noise ordinance allows deputies to issue citations when they witness cars playing music at, and here's a quote, unreasonable volume, okay? And that can include a number of factors. It includes where the violation occurs, whether it's residential or business. I'm not sure which is worse. I mean, 
I don't know what the notes say on the committee floor of which is worse, residential or business, because I don't want it happening at my house if my kids are sleeping. Sure. I don't want it happening at work if I'm working. It, so it's like I don't know which one is really worse, residential or business. But the problem is the language of that thing is just so... Uh, well, And then it also has and the time of day. Yeah. So it doesn't really explain that. But what's better? I, better not... I mean, you would think the, the coolest time to listen to this music would be like midnight. That's not okay for me in my residential neighborhood. But how about, let's say, 12 o'clock in the afternoon? That's also kind of weird if you're thumping your bass <laughs> at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So I don't really know what the worst time of day is for this no, either. It's an, it's an odd set of circumstances. I'll tell you, back in Ohio, because you said the badge of honor, it was 50 feet. If a police officer could hear your music out of your car at 50 feet, they were coming to find you. Well, there's a lady in these notes that's saying, it was so loud one day she felt like her car was getting lifted off the ground. Her windows were shaking in her house in her neighborhood in South St. Pete. And, you know, I mean, people really have a problem with it and are complaining about it. So we just want you guys to know if any of you guys are still thumping out there. Just beware that there may be people on the streets ratting you out based on your uh, driver's license or your driver's license plate number. Um, They might be calling Sheriff Gualtieri and he's making it one of his initiatives to really crack down on it. All right. And the next one is there is an update in the move over law in Florida. And right now you guys probably know this as just common sense. Kind of, we always learned it growing up. We learned how to drive. If you see a a police car or an ambulance uh, coming by with their lights on and their sirens on, you get out of the way and let them go by. Well, that law has recently been updated in Florida. Right. But let's be clear. Uh, move over law is actually when the uh, used to be when the emergency vehicles have someone pulled over on the side of the road. You need to vacate the lane closest to the shoulder. Or if you can't vacate that lane, you need to drop down to five miles an hour below uh, the posted speed limit, if I'm not mistaken. OK, well, the new law is you have to move over for uh, police officers, emergency vehicles and tow trucks but also garbage trucks and utility service vehicles. And then it also says that if it's not safe to move over or it's a two-lane roadway, drivers must slow down to a speed at least 20 miles per hour, 20 miles per hour less than the posted speed limit. All right, so if, you're, if it's a 35 speed zone, you've got to go down to 15. And then they even say if the speed limit is 20 miles an hour or less, you have to slow down to 5 miles an hour or less. So basically what this is saying is if anybody's on the side of the road helping somebody else, pull over as far as you can to go around them. Don't zoom right by them or thump your base as you go right by them as to shake their windows or lift their car up off the ground. The truth is, have you ever seen some of these uh, videos that we see on uh, on social media where the police officer gets hit in the back of the head yeah. with a mirror? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's interesting now where they're dealing with garbage trucks specifically to me i mean how often is a garbage truck on a main highway that you picking up garbage i mean i think most of the time that's in residential neighborhood there's not really a lot of room to pull over most of the time you say that until you realize drew street which is uh the main thoroughfare of our office is a residential street that's true and the garbage trucks are you know those guys just trying to do their jobs that's true and uh just so everybody knows failure to comply is considered a moving violation you can get pulled over for it you get three points on your driver's license and somewhere around $166 fine. We use that because that's like the normal and average fine for most of these traffic tickets. And we are actually finished with our updates on the topics today, but my dad came in. We're about to record another podcast, but he wanted to add some of his thoughts to the texting while driving laws. I wanted to make sure people understood that there were exceptions to that. One is emergencies. You can text for an emergency. You can text for navigation information. You can text for traffic data or weather alerts. Those are all exceptions to the uh, 
the law that says you can't text while driving. Okay, and then you also have some of the statistics with dealing with cell phones and driving and why we're even trying to add to this law in the first place. Well, over the last 50 years, the highest escalation has been the last two years. 40,000 motor vehicle deaths in 2016, 6% increase from the previous year and a 15% increase from 2014. 25% of all crashes involve some type of cell phone use. And the NHTSA reports that at least 12% of roadway fatalities involve cell phones, and that statistic increases to 21% for drivers between the ages of 15 and 19. Right, and that obviously shows why it's important for the legislature to keep tweaking and working on these laws to try to make Florida a safer state. Um, So if anybody has any other questions or comments or things they want us to hit on in the podcast, as always, you can hit us up on social media or shoot me an email. Thanks for listening.